Cricket sledging continues on the splash today and NRL commentator Andrew Voss drops by to chat everything uh, rugby league related. It's Wednesday the 15th of November. Yeah, welcome into the splash well as we record the countdown to the Socceroos Honduras game is on, of course, some of you out there listening. The game might be over, so uh, there's no point uh, getting too deep in uh, in football uh, today on the splash. We've done that in the last couple of days, that's for sure. Be sure to uh, head to the Fox Sports website for all the updates. Uh, and, of course, New Zealand-Peru in the final uh, World Cup qualifying game uh, tomorrow being on Thursday as well. Uh, cricket writer Joe Barton joins me uh, to continue the, the cricketing conversation uh, and we're going to talk a bit of NRL later in the show as well. Joe, thanks for joining the Splash. Thanks for having me again. Uh, thank you. Now, um, yesterday we had Brett Jeeves on uh, after he uh, came off the long run up um, uh, firing back at, uh, at Justin Langer's uh, Potentially uh, state-based uh, ag- agenda uh, in in some of the selection thoughts that he had publicly. Yeah, he was very very strong column. Um, I mean, Jeeves he's never short uh, of an opinion, and uh, always always a firm opinion as well. And I think that is he, true. Uh, I think he made some very valid points uh, yesterday, but obviously Jails had his say today and um, yeah Langer's bitten back yeah well so he, he reads the Fox Sports website either he does or uh, somebody close <laughs> to him does certainly certainly the issue has been raised with uh, with JL and um, I mean to his credit JL said you know um, one of Jeeves's uh, comments was that he's been thrown uh, Renshaw's been thrown under the bus yeah um, by a guy who bled for the Australian um, for the Australian test team JL no more patriotic man that you'll find in Australia. And yeah. uh, I think Jeeves' point was we need to stick together at this point. We've, we're right on the cusp of an Ashes series. Yeah. And we've got a young guy who previously, six months ago, we thought this, we thought Renshaw was going to play as Australia's opener for the next 10 years. But yeah. Um, yeah. suddenly he's, he's right under pressure and the pressure's coming from all, all, all around, coming from the media. And he does not look uh, the same guy that we saw last summer. He mm. looks a little bit, maybe his headspace isn't quite right because of that pressure. Yeah, and um, I think Jeeves' point was, you basically just don't need another guy piling on. You don't need another guy, even especially one with as much um, impact with his words mm. uh, in the Australian cricket scene as JL. And but JL's point was, uh, I didn't throw him under the bus. I've got no idea what selectors are going to do at the top of the order. Yeah, simply advocating for um, for two of the guys that he's coaching at the moment, which is uh, obviously Cam Bancroft, who <laughs> I mean his numbers mm. are kind of. Uh, dictating that he has to be in the conversation anyway, regardless yeah. of what uh, yeah. state coach says. Yeah. Uh, and Sean Marsh, who um, I think Fox Sports readers are very familiar with. Uh, he's, he always generates quite a lot of comments uh, on our stories. Sean Marsh sure is does. a slightly divisive character, but um, is. at his best, a, an exceptional batsman. Yeah, yeah. At his worst, probably uh, <laughs> not quite that good, but... Um, yeah, so JL had his had his say today, and and we've uh, we've we've chucked that story up and given him the fair right of reply that he deserves. Um, and yeah, I, I think I, I can definitely see where where JL's coming from as well. He's 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 just a coach sticking up for his players, um, and you know he's presumably been asked a question. So I have no issue with him giving his thoughts and and backing his players, but I 
I'll also see where Jeeves is coming from. I think uh, Renshaw needs needs a bit of a cuddle at the moment because he's <laughs> he's, uh, he's under pressure and I think he just needs a little bit of support. Yeah, yeah. We uh, we uh, if you head to the website, you will see that uh, Renshaw did a forty five minute uh, net session with the Australian bowling starting attack, uh, which would suggest that when the selectors meet this afternoon, Wednesday afternoon, that uh, that he's looking like he'll probably retain his spot anyway. Well, I'm I'm not totally convinced by that theory. Um, okay. Yeah, so he, he obviously he's, he's had yeah 45 minute examination coming up against Cummins, Stark, um, Josh Hazelwood, and uh, the likely 12th man Jackson Bird. Mm-hmm. There's no if you're out of form and yeah. uh, there's no there's no place to hide against those four bowlers. Yeah. There, they'll they'll certainly be testing you. And I I look at it just as he had two fairly low scores. He got 16-1 and one, um, against New South Wales in the Shield game this week. I think he just needs some... He just needed a time, some, some net, a net session, some time in the middle. Well, that's my point, though. Like, if they want him to get some time in the middle, then doesn't isn't that a, you know, suggestion that, look, you're going to get picked, but we need you to actually, you know, spend some time at the crease? Well, he's not been picked yet. <laughs> no, <laughs> nobody's been picked yet. Um, and I think there's going to be some pretty robust discussions uh, this afternoon... Uh, we spoke to or spoke to Mark War on uh, Monday, and he said that there will be two or three uh, positions up for review. And obviously, the two that we all know are up for review are yeah, yeah. the six and seven. But if there's a third one, there's nobody else out there who's under pressure aside from uh, Matt Renshaw. So if if there is a third position up for discussion, it's going to be his. And I think they will be discussing that this afternoon. Okay. And I definitely don't think he's a lock. But uh, maybe, maybe this was more of a psychological thing from Matt Renshaw just to go. Uh, by the way, I'm still I'm still here, and I can face uh, face some quality fast bowling. And yeah, from what I understand, I wasn't actually at the net session, but from what I understand, he, he handled himself quite well okay. uh, against the likes of Stark. So, if that's a little confidence booster that he needs, then uh, look, I'd, I'd I'd be very happy for his name to be be announced on Friday. Yeah, exactly where uh, where you've taken this conversation. So, the team for the first test at the Gabba. Which starts November twenty three. Oh, oh, well done, pass the test. <laughs> Ding. Uh, I'll be disappointed if I didn't know that one. <laughs> so, what day of the week is that? Is that a Thursday? I believe Thursday. Yeah. Normally starts on a Thursday. Always yep. Thursday. Uh, so the team will be announced for that test match this Friday. Yep. Uh, as we said, the selectors on Wednesday afternoon are getting t- together to pick the side. Yep. That leaves us with a one and a half day window. <laughs> For uh, for potential leaks to to emerge. Well, there's no leaks in, in cricket Australia. I can assure you that. No, they're, they're, I'd be surprised if uh, if certain mail doesn't uh, appear over the next 24 hours. Yeah. Um, yeah. And if if it does, then we at Fox Sports will be all over it. We'll uh, we'll definitely keep our readers up to date on what happens there. But once they, I mean, you, the four selectors are going to get into a room this afternoon. I think Mark Wall's flying up from Melbourne uh, as we speak to land in Brisbane and meet with. Uh, Trevor Hones, uh, Greg Chappell and Darren Lehman, the coach, obviously, is the other final selector. Yep. Um, they'll all come in with their views and uh, the guys that they like. Yep. Um, having watched, you know, three, two and a half rounds of Shield cricket and mm. got a pretty good view of who they want at this yeah. point. Yeah. And uh, then I think uh, Trevor Hones will make the final selection, probably in close consultation with Darren Lehman. And no doubt uh, the Australian captain, Steve Smith, will get his thoughts across as well but um mm. yeah so that that we, if, if it's a quick meeting this afternoon then we'll know that they uh all came in with the same ideas but 
that really happens. So it's probably going to take a few hours this afternoon before they settle on a final 11 and, yeah. well, final 12. But I think we all accept that Jackson Bird's going to be the 12th man. That's why he's been flown up for this yeah. uh, bowling camp. Yeah, right. Very interesting. Uh, and just quickly, finally, Joe, uh, Ricky Ponting, he was another one that hit back today. At, uh, uh, he took aim at some of the English <laughs> who were, uh, you know, trying to find fault with Australia's attack. Well, uh, it's it's just classic uh, pre-Ashes banter, isn't yeah, it? That's what yeah. they call it over in England, a bit of banter. <laughs> um, yeah, well, Beefy Botham, who has uh, always got something to say and he's a bit of a, an antagonist of the Aussies over many decades, he... He said uh, this is one of the worst touring sides, or one of the worst Australian sides he's ever seen. Mm. Graham Swans said in a Fox Sports uh, Q and A with us this week that it's the worst batting lineup he's seen from Australia in 20 years. Michael Vaughan was Mike, Michael Vaughan has has chipped in with a few comments as well, yeah, but yeah. Um, I think Michael Vaughan's usually a little bit more balanced than those two. Michael Vaughan sees the uh, sees the the, white, the the greater picture, and I think he's, yeah. <laughs> he's what he said yesterday was. If England gets blown out in the uh, in the first test of the Gabba, then the series is going to get messy. So I think he's more of a realist than these other two. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, certainly in response to Beefy and Swanee, um, Punter just said, mate, look look at your own backyard. Look at, look at your batting lineup." Is <laughs> I think, essentially his point. They've got, uh, outside of Joe Root, who's, I think, number four in the world batsman, yeah, certainly yeah. In the, certainly one of the four best batsmen in the world. Outside of that, they've uh, they've got a lot of concerns, a lot of holes. Uh, even Alistair Cook at the top is not, not playing particularly well. Yeah. Um, James Vince at uh, at number three averages seventeen in Test cricket. He looks fairly out of sorts. Mark Stoneman is the is the nailed on opener, uh, opening partner at Alistair Cook. He's got three fifties this series, so based on that, he's doing pretty well. But uh, mm. I think Punter was just saying, look, boys, we're we're doing all right. <laughs> we're doing all right in yeah. comparison. Yeah. All right. Well, go and get on the on the blower, Joe, and find <laughs> out what happens at this selectors meeting this afternoon. And thanks for joining the splash. Thank you very much. <laughs> And joining me uh, now on the splash, a very, very special guest, uh, Sir Andrew Voss. Sir Andrew Voss. Sir well, Andrew Voss. If that was the case, I'd be looking forward to hearing this, what I'm going to say, but I'm not quite at that level, nor will I ever be, but it's a pleasure to be part of the program. Yeah, you've uh, you've come in on uh, during the off-season. What what do you actually do uh, outside of, uh, you know, March to October? Mm. Well, this off-season, Phil, I've been in memory of the... Um, Pertec Stadium, Parramatta Stadium, have been whittling a um, scale model of Parramatta Stadium just with some balsa, and um, pretty happy with it so far. It's a it's a fifteen to one ratio, so it takes up most of the backyard, um, but yeah, pretty happy with where it's going. Yeah, and I was eavesdropping on a conversation you were having with a couple of the other uh, NRL guys in the building. Mm. You were saying that at your house you have a big whiteboard to keep track mm. of all this player movement that's been yeah. going on. Yeah. All year. Let's get serious, Phil, is what you're saying, boss. Yes, Can you get yes. serious? Yeah. Look, I, I have always been one that subscribed to the idea of a 51-week rugby league season. I don't believe that <laughs> we need anywhere bar, say, Christmas, just a few days to shop and then a couple of days to recover and then get back into it. So <laughs> this this signing frenzy that just never stops, I mean, you know, not a week... Like, you used to have a silly season, and I'm going back a few decades, you would call it the silly season signing start and it would last, but it would pitter out by Christmas. It had, it had gone. Rugby league keeps on giving mm-hmm. the entire off season. It, you know, we speculate about player movements. You know, basically fifty two weeks of the yeah. year. Yeah. 
So this this game has this this pulse, this heartbeat in terms of news that you don't switch off from it. So I walk down the street and you know I go to buy the paper, I go to buy a pie or whatever. Um, people want to talk rugby league. So is it a good thing? Well, I suppose from that perspective, people are talking about rugby league, but it's now silly season with a capital S, double S on each word actually. As far as I'm concerned, it's it's just gone beyond the pale. The number of signings and player movements. Yeah, would you prefer something along more the lines of the American sports or the AFL system, do you reckon? Yeah, look, I, look, I, it might be going too far to say it, it chips away at the integrity of the game, but, it, but I think it does. I mean, not that we should give a damn what other um, sports think, yeah. but they must laugh at, at the way rugby league does its business and that we can allow, you know, we, we give the green light on November 1 for players who are under contract in the in this instance right now yeah. players who are under contract for 2018 we have already given them the green light on November 1 to negotiate with other clubs for 2019 yeah that yeah. you know i'm a fan who who pays their money who's a season ticket holder who buys the jumpers who's got the kids who support the club the scarf the whole bit and I have to start reading from November 1, my favourite player, my son's favourite player, he's already negotiating with somewhere else, he could go somewhere else. Well, you've got to tire of that. Mm, yeah. you know, in a big picture, that can't be good. Membership drives are already getting underway for all the mm. clubs, but we don't actually know who the Roosters' halves are going to be outside yeah. of Cooper Cronk next year. Well, that's an extraordinary situation, isn't it, uh, how that's all unfolded. Um, can I say first and foremost, I, I am so happy that Cooper Cronk is still playing rugby league. Oh, yeah. Because I think he's got a lot still to, to give. Definitely. I mean, he, 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 if he had have retired, it certainly wouldn't have been form-related. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I kept at him here at Fox Sports. Every time I saw him, I said, mate, come and keep going. <laughs> but I really wanted him to stay with Melbourne because yeah, I yeah. think I think there's another premiership to be won there next year. But anyway, he's coming to the Roosters. That's the business of football. Then what happens next? Well, it's dominoes, isn't it? If mm. Pierce goes, Manly being linked... Blake Green goes Warriors, all that yeah. sort of thing. Joey Leilua to the Titans, whatever else happens. Um, it's all very hard to follow. But but to have such high-profile players... I mean, Mitchell Pearce is the New South Wales Origin halfback, has won a premiership with the Roosters, has at least twice has won their player of the year. How can his position at the club be in doubt? But it is. Yeah. yeah. Luke Keery is the, the one in the headlines today as well. Mm. Links to the Warriors. Uh, just never ends. What do you think is going to actually happen? Well, well, someone at the Roosters has to go, um, simply because they're just too good a player. Uh, Keary, Pierce, Friend, Cronk, they all should be playing 80 minutes in this NRL competition. They're all excellent players. They're outstanding yeah. players. Yeah. yeah. So if I'm any one of them, and I'm in this stage of my career, they're all grand final winners. They're not going to play bench roles. Now, that's just fanciful thinking. So... The, the Roosters have to be up front and Trent Robinson has to say, well, you know, this is what I'm going to do with my side next year. And if it's if it's Cronk, seven, um, Pierce, six, well, then Keary has to realise that he's gone. If it's uh, Cronk, seven, Keary, six, Pierce, nine, well, Jake Friend, just writing's on the wall, old chap. You've got to leave. I mean, it's as sad as it is. Um, that's, that's what would happen. But if I'm Mitchell Pierce personally, I'm the one who's most offended, if that's the way to go about it because you signed another halfback. Mm. That's my position. Yeah, yeah. In the team photo of 2013 when we last won the comp, I'm the halfback. Yeah, yeah. Four years on, you're telling me that a bloke who's older than me is better than me and now you've signed him for two years. 
I'm out the door if I'm Mitchell. Trent Robinson, the coach, he's been saying for years, this is Mitchell's team. I'm, you know, I'm mm. building around Mitchell. Oh, it has to be disruptive. It has, it has yeah. to be. And for, for Mitchell, who, um, whether he likes it or not, I mean, he, he does carry origin baggage, but I've never blamed him for origin defeat. But, you know, he's been part of, uh, you know, a, a losing era for New South Wales and many times over. Um, to then cop this body shot, this body blow in his NRL career. Mm. Yeah, I'm thinking... Um, no wonder he went on a holiday. Well, exactly. <laughs> I mean, you know, he's been to a Thai rehab clinic once. He probably, uh, for a week there, he probably thought I'd need some more help <laughs> to go back there. And apparently the Sardes are pretty good too. But um, I, I just think if I'm Mitchell Pearce, I am moving on. I'm making my point at yep. another club. Yep. Seven's my best position. I'll do it elsewhere. If that's Manly, well, then it's Manly. Then Blake Green goes to the Warriors, yada, yada, yada. Yeah, yep, for sure. And uh, Vossi, quickly, your take on the on the World Cup so far, it, mm. from my perspective, it's been the most memorable already because uh, there's been it's been more than a two or a three horse race. Yeah, well, I, well, I've been lucky enough. I was at the last one, 2013, and it was better than this. Um, but a lot of Australians wouldn't know that because it's on the other side of the world and the and the television hours and all of that. Yeah, um, yeah. it was full houses all the way. What you saw in Port Moresby through this um, was there at all these places across from Wales, um, down in the south of France, up in the north of England, across in Ireland. Uh, great support. Um, I love international football, so I'm the wrong person to ask. Um, I suppose if you're a neutral observer, you say, oh, yeah, but what about lopsided score lines and all of that? And who is Lebanon? And does Italy even know they have a team in the World Cup? Well, you know what? I don't give a toss what other sports people... If you don't love rugby league and you haven't enjoyed the World Cup, well, then you're not a rugby league fan. It's as yeah, simple yeah. as that. If you're a rugby league fan, you're loving it. And they play up till December 2. I think we started this conversation. I want a 51-week season. Well, <laughs> the World Cup, we should have had a December 24 final. You know, Christmas Eve. Well, you know, and then the players could go home for Christmas. I mean, that's what we should have. Where do you want to finish here? Oh, no, I want your thoughts on this, uh, on how far Tonga can actually go. Now that we've seen them beat New Zealand mm. on New Zealand soil, can they go all the way? Based on the second half against New Zealand, um, quite obviously they will beat Lebanon. Sorry, Freddie, but they will beat Lebanon. Based on what I saw in the second half, uh, against New Zealand uh, won't need much improvement to beat England. In fact, I think that performance would beat England. Therefore, in the final, um, wow, yeah. what if? Yeah. What if? I mean, dare to dream. Um, th- this would just be amazing. I mean, how many Tongan fans can we get across for a final on December 2 at Suncorp Stadium? It's it's fantastic, but it's more than just football, isn't it? What oh, we yeah. experienced last weekend is far more than football, um, but gee, it's been from a football element. It's been great to watch. It's real. Um, it's why rugby league's the best sport on earth. Simple as that. <laughs> and uh, yeah, what well, what are you up to now, Vossi? Did I tell you about my whittling? Uh, per tech. <laughs> <laughs> nah, look. Um, Off look, to play some golf. Yeah, pretty much just watching old rugby league tapes, watching old games. Um, <laughs> you know, just and and just watching the twenty four hour channel. Pretty much Fox League. Um, you know, I can't get enough of it. Uh, they tell me there's been there's you know a big soccer match on that sort of thing. Well, you know, I'll, I'll read about that in the paper. <laughs> Just waiting for the league to come back, and it can't come soon enough. Uh, you're you're a legend around uh, around these uh, facilities, Vossi. You know that? No, no. I think there's a lot of sick puppies around this facility, as you put it. Facility's probably the right <laughs> description for it, if that is the case. Now, look, I'm just a fan of the game, so I'm obviously enjoying 
the World Cup. I'm enjoying the fact that there's rugby league to watch every weekend. I don't understand why there's not midweek matches at the World Cup, why there hasn't been. There always has been previously. Yeah. Um, as for an off-season, um, there's lawns to mow, there's walls to paint, and the wife's doing a great job at all of that. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, we'll leave yeah, we'll leave it there on the splash. Uh, thank you all, uh, and that's a wrap. See, I didn't know there was a P in the title when I was asked to come on the show. I thought, the well, slash. That's what I thought it was. <laughs> I thought it'd be pretty quick, but there you go. Thanks. <laughs> Pleasure.